Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success, for real. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. That's what I tell people all the time. Basically, it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about purpose or gift. If you have a gift, leave with your gift. And most importantly, don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. My guests on the show today are Tiffany Halls and Tiana Harrison. T and T. They're starring in a new original <laughs> unscripted series for own ladies who list Atlanta real estate. You know, I'm telling you something. You know, we, you know, that's that's a whole world. For me. So this is really going to be a, a really informative interview. But really, one of the few interviews I get on the show that really I, they, they got to answer some personal questions about myself because I've been signing the paper. I don't know what I've been signing all those years. <laughs> the show is about six top-notch female real estate professionals who sell the city of Atlanta while juggling active social and personal lives. But in a business where relationships matter, drama often comes with the territory. Let me give you a little more detail about my guest, Tiffany Haas, graduated from Atlanta's John Marshall Law School in December of 2013. And prior to that, 
prior to law school, Ms. Halls worked as a real estate paralegal for more than eight years. Tina Harrison is a rising superstar, as they say. She, she attended Tennessee State <laughs> University on a track and field scholarship. Let me see if she can still sprint now, okay? And before receiving her Georgia Bulldog degree from the University of Georgia, you know, she's bragging both ways, HBCU and national oh. championship. So we got to talk about that. We'll be discussing about key themes in the show, real estate, success, friendship, business women, which is really, really important, especially with, uh, you know, Women's History Month is becoming so prominent, which is the month of March, every year on the calendar, motherhood, which is also important, marriage and love. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass from their own series, Ladies Who List Atlanta, Tiffany Halls and Tiana Harrison. How you doing, ladies? Hi. So we're doing great. That was a lot, wasn't it? That was a lot, wasn't it? Did I miss yeah. anything? <laughs> I, I, I know I missed the superstar, the, the superstar Super Bowl husband. I remember I missed him. But we're going to talk about him. So let's start with you, uh, Tiffany. How's life treating you before the show? Because what I try to do on Money Making Conversation Masterclass, I try to get nuggets of information because people, in a sense, want to be you, in a sense, before you came on television. A lot of people aspire to do what you do. What are some of the mistakes that people make or assume when they get it, when they get an opportunity to pursue your career type? Um, I think in the um, number one, thank you so much for having me on your show. I do want to um, show you my appreciation for that. Thank you. But I think what in the world of social media, a lot of people think it's easy or think that success comes overnight. So in order for me to have went to law school, I first had to graduate undergrad. So this law school thing and me becoming a lawyer started back in 2006. Mm -hmm. And so 10 years from that is 2016, you know, and now we're in 2022. This is years (laughs) and years of work just to get to where I am. And I think that in the world of social media, people think that it happens overnight. So when their dream is not happening fast enough, Mm -hmm. they think that maybe other people had like a hand up or somebody like, you know, gave them what they had. But in reality, anything, um, any type of success comes with time and it comes with a lot of work and a lot of focus and a lot of dedication and just simply sticking to the path. And so what I would want people to know from me is that, This is definitely not a dream that happened overnight. This is something that I've been working on for years, for almost 20 years at this point. Wow, congratulations. Tiana Harrison, uh, they they list the show as, you know, they have Kiana, she's a broker, Crystal, she's a closing attorney, Robin, she's a broker, and Tiffany, she mentioned her law background, she's a closing attorney, and Tiana, you are a luxury agent, and Kira is a luxury agent. Now, what 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 is the word luxury? Because is that a, a certain cutoff? Is five hundred thousand dollars an up luxury? A million dollars an up luxury? What does the word luxury pop into the real estate business? <laughs> I'm like, I want to know if I'm in a luxury house, basically. <laughs> so, Rashawn, thank you for having me. I will dive right into it. Um, and I have actually adopted this from my counterpart, um, Tiffany, that luxury is the ability to purchase, period, especially because there have been so many different disparities within our community. Mm-hmm. So for me, luxury is being able to 
to get to the closing table to accomplish a dream of mm -hmm. home ownership. Mm -hmm. You've stated that you have purchased real estate on the commercial and residential mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. So that is a luxury in general. Yes. We are in the South, so it could be subjective to price point. There are certain areas that you can go to where luxury right might mean $500,000 and up. And then other areas where luxury is a million and up. So it just depends because still with being in the South, you can definitely get more for your money as opposed to our alternative um, bigger cities. Yeah. I want to just tell you, ladies, first of all, I find you both compelling. And so I want to bring you back on my show. We're going to do this interview because I love having both of you. But I also want to give you your value because each one of Thanks. you I could have spoken to individually. That's how compelling you are because of the fact that I've done my research and then it's, it's, you know, the whole television show is a component that as to why we're doing this interview today. But what you're accomplishing as black women is equally powerful because of the fact that, you know, we all know uh, discrimination deal issues out there. You are a woman, you are attractive women. And so that means that there's a certain stereotype that can come with that, unfortunately, from men and also from women. OK, so when you when you when you roll it through the whole process, especially on the legal end, Tiffany, what do what do you find that disappoints you as far as what people uh, the perception that people have about you? And maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've been black all my life. So I know what, I know what racism is and I know what stereotypes is. And I know I've been underpaid and I know I've been discarded because of the color of my skin. Talk to us about your journey, which also led to this television show. But it has been a journey, like you said in your early, uh, speak, early presentation. Talk about that. Okay, so we can talk about this um, in two ways. And this is actually something that is kind of on the surface of what's going on in my life right now. But we will talk about just being a Black woman attorney um, in Georgia. And so sometimes we are looked at as if we don't have enough education to be able to make proper decisions I've had times where I would be at the closing table and somebody would say to me or prior to the closing table, I'm going to call so-and-so white law firm to see if what you're saying is legitimate because I don't believe you. Wow. I don't think that you know what you're doing, which is fine. You know, this is what I tell people all the time. We all pass the same bar, you know? <laughs> and so that bar, that bar is what equalized all of us. It didn't matter what school you went to. It didn't matter your level of education. In order to become an attorney, you had to pass that bar. And I did so on the first time with Flying Colors. So when people want to um, say that maybe I'm not as educated because the color of my skin or maybe because of how I look, um, you know, I just take it with a grain of salt because I know who I am and I know my education and I have a successful black law firm in Atlanta that are that is doing wonderfully, not just amongst people who look like me, but amongst my other counterparts, they still support um, my business and I'm just as successful because of them as well. Um, within our community, there is, so since the last episode, I don't know if you've been able to get caught up. Me and the other closing attorney, it's not that we like each other or we dislike each other. We've just never grown into having a friendship. Mm -hmm. And viewers of the show have turned that into maybe possibly me not liking Crystal because of 
the color of her skin because right. she's darker right. than me. Mm-hmm. And so you're they're bringing in this whole colorism thing. I did a live with my mother, which if people see my mother, my mother is darker than every castmate on Ladies Who List. Colorism was a huge thing um, with her and with the upbringing of me. It is something that we talked about. Mm -hmm. My mother was in a household where all her siblings were lighter than her. Her mother and her father were lighter than her. And so she grew up being the black child. And this shaped her into not even wanting dark-skinned children because she felt like the the darkness of her skin was negative, which is why you have me a mixed child. You know what I'm saying? So it's really deeply rooted. It's a really big issue and it has affected my family seriously. And to have viewers try to accuse me of doing so, which I never respond to any of the entertainment opinions, but this kind of hit me hard because I know personally what I've gone through. So you kind of get it from both sides, but in all of it, you have to, I have to remain positive and grateful that number one, I even have this platform to be able to discuss issues like this. Right. And I have this platform to show people, it doesn't matter if you're black, it doesn't matter if you're white, you can succeed and and do what's necessary to get to wherever you want to go. Wow. And I understand that. I have six sisters, two brothers, you know, and uh, you know, it's interesting in a black family, nobody's the same shade. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. When I interview people who are on these type of shows, these unscripted shows, you know, you can become a victim of editing. You can't become a victim of the story. You know, that's not that's not how it really went. But they're trying to be entertainment, <laughs> and you have to deal with it on social media. You have to explain yourself sometimes. Now, you know, I, I, I know why we do this. You know, we try to broaden our career. We try to build our brand. We try to build our social media. Also, to, uh, these are basically can be giant info commercials if it works out right. That's correct. Okay. Now, you being who you are, you know, you already come from, I would say, a, a celebrity-type background because of your, your 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 husband. You know, he's high-profile football player, Super Bowl champion twice, Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way, my favorite team. Okay, you <laughs> know, uh, so I throw that out there, yeah. And so, uh, so talk about the, you know, because that can come into your into this conversation. And I'll be honest with you, it, you know, that was a huge part of your bio was him. And I cut it out. I went, I ain't, we ain't going to put this as part of her intro. This ain't got nothing to do with her. And then, but people want to throw that in. So, so, but you're trying to build who you are, your brand. Talk about that leveling of trying to build your brand and why you're doing this show. Right. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge because <laughs> while my brand is something that I had to get out there and work at and work on, my husband is an integral part of my journey. Yes. So if you know me, you understand that I'm so inclusive, totally mm-hmm. inclusive of the black male leadership influence. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is my thing. So I never want to exclude him mm-hmm. from my story. So I was, was I wrong? Was I wrong, Dentia? 
I was wrong. No, no, no. Okay. No, you were you were absolutely on top of it. And that and I'm glad that you brought that up. But I have to tell you how much I promote um men in your position. Mm-hmm. I promote men in my husband's position because he supports who I am and he supports what I do. And he would have had the same response that you did. Wait a minute. This is a, a, a dominant <laughs> black female who is doing amazing things. So that is his stance as well. So when it came down to that you can't negate the story exact but as you're stating i had to put in a lot of groundwork to get me where i am right now i had to cultivate a lot of different relationships i had to make sure that the respect was mutual on both sides of the fence as far as you know within my clientele and as far as our household yes so having that having that respect from him and for him has totally been a um been instrumental mm-hmm. in my progress and my development and the success that I've had. So I hope that answers it a little bit. He's great at what he's done, ha- what he does and what he has done in the past, but we have um, triumphed through some very difficult times. So I didn't come into this, you know, with the financial status that some may feel, but we work together throughout go. those transitions mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. football to get to where we both are right now. Thank you go. I love it. I love it. Now I gotta. I'm, 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 this is where the interview becomes selfish now, you know, because I bought a few houses in my time. I'm talking to the closing attorney here, okay? And they slide that big old piece of paper in front. I mean, it ain't a piece of paper. I wish it was a piece of paper. I may take the time to read it. It's about. It, it's a Bible. It's really a Bible. Nobody reads a Bible in one day, okay? And you gotta close on the day that they tell you to. So, could you please tell me, Tiffany Hawes, no, first time bar, passed it. Georgia law, Mm -hmm. you know it. Black and white, you're the best. What is in that deck of pages that I can't understand? I can't take time. What the and, the if, the or, the ooh, because of that, or who? Your your cousin name by being there, you don't even know. Help me out. Okay, so let me let me break this down. If it's if you're buying a property cash, it, the paperwork is not going to be that heavy. It's going to be about ten documents, and those documents are going to be in favor of the law firm. If the law firm messes up, this is how we can get our money. This is how we can fix the issue, and you have to agree to fix it. Okay. So when you are, and it's it's pretty much that simple. When you're getting financing, that's when we're having these mm. Bible stacks of paper. And so the way that I try to tell my first-time home buyers mm. is this: these are all the ways the lender can foreclose on you if you stop paying for your mortgage. Every document is here because at some point a lender was sued and they won, or maybe a lender tried to foreclose and they couldn't. So all the documents are in favor of the lender to make sure that if you don't pay your mortgage, that they can get their money back. Mm -hmm. So as a buyer, what is important to you out of this 150 page stack of paper? What is important to you? Mm -hmm. Number one, what's important to you is going to be your closing disclosure or your settlement statement. 
This is what outlines all the numbers. So you want to make sure that your credits are there. If the seller is giving $5,000 in closing costs, you want to make sure that's there. If you have put down earnest money, you want to make sure that they, that's there. You want to make sure the lender is not overcharging you. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that the attorney's office is not overcharging you. And what you expect it to bring to closing is on that closing disclosure. The next big document that you want to make sure is correct is your note. This is your promise to pay back this loan, and it has your interest rate on there. Mm-hmm. So if the whole time you've been speaking to your lender, and your lender has said that you were getting a 2.5% interest rate, but you get to my closing table, and that note says 5%, your interest rate is 5%. You want to make sure that on that note, it has your proper interest rate. Right. And so that is a document that you care about. You also care about the title to your property. You want to make sure that your name is spelled correctly. You want to make sure that the legal description is correct so that you're buying and purchasing the correct property. You want to make sure that if you have a spouse that's supposed to be on that deed, that they are on that deed, okay? You also want to look at your amortization. This is the most scariest document out of all of them, right? (laughs) It's all scary, T. It's all scary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, this one's scary, scary, because you're borrowing $250,000, but yet you're having to pay back $700,000. So this amortization outlines that, and it shows you how your scheduled payments go over the full life of the loan. And most of the time, people are getting 30 years for the loan. Mm -hmm. But I also educate you that if you um, pay more down on your principal, now this amortization, it switches, it changes, and now you're not paying as money back with the additional interest as you should. After that, it honestly doesn't matter what you're signing. You're either going to agree to it and get your house (laughs) or you're not. The lender is not going to negotiate anything. Mm -hmm. So sign them papers. (laughs) (laughs) I I have. I have to. Now, Now, Tiana, now, so you walking me into this door. You know, yes. you know, I've never met Tiffany in my life. Usually that's the case. You know what I'm saying? So I've been working. You've run me all over the neighborhood, walk me yeah. into some properties I kind of like, I don't like. You know, you know, you might have oversold some stuff. And I walk in there and go, <laughs> okay, really? I don't know about that. You tell me, you know, he, he, they might say a million. I say, I want 500000 You say, look, I, you might as well get out this building because ain't nobody going to give you that price for that. So you try <laughs> to keep a certain level of sanity in my purchasing mind. Now, when you're dealing with a person and they, how do, how do you establish that relationship with a potential client? Just walk us through that step process that you do, Tiana. Okay. So, you know, first things first, we have to have a consultation. I have to see where you are and you have to, you know, go through my processes (laughs) um, and see if it works for you Mm -hmm. and your, you know, it it could be you, it could be you and your family. It could be you and a significant other. Um, And so it just has to work for you. We have a consultation. We discuss the things that are important to your purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, We, we talk about uh, whether you're going to finance a property or whether you're going to purchase a property cash Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, way you're going to um, get the property conveyed to you. Typically it's finance. And as Tiffany discussed, once we get there, you're going to get that stack of papers. But prior to, we're going to go out and we're going to look at homes, whichever you feel comfortable with that approval mount is, then we're going to go look at homes within that realm and 
decide on what's the best property for you. Investment-wise, because I oftentimes when people purchase their first property, it's not their forever home. And you have to understand that you may not get everything that you want within that first property, but it is your um, tool to building wealth for the next property or for the properties to come down the line. So it's vitally important that you speak with a reputable agent who understands the market and who is knowledgeable in the market because markets change and trends change. So uh, once we find the home of, that you want or find the home that's best fit for you, then I link you with <laughs> my preferred closing attorney, <laughs> Tiffany, and her, the lender, and myself. We get together so that we can successfully get you to the closing table. When you meet Tiffany um, as a first-time home buyer, she walks you through every single step of the thick stack of papers yes, yes. that you'll go through <laughs> and you're going to say, why am I signing a document three or four times that yes. says that if this property forecloses, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and it's because they have to tell you over and over again what it is that you're signing. And so we just, basically, I'm a calming, I'm a calming agent to get you through this process because it can have a lot of ups and downs. And so I'm going to hold your hand the whole way through yes, and make you. sure that you're okay, you. even when thank we get you. to the bumps thank in the road. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this interview. I'm talking to two of the stars, there's six of them, but I'm talking to only two of them. Ladies Who List Atlanta is a uh, six top-notch females in the real estate profession sell the city of Atlanta. And, you know, it's a reality show, docu-series. So they have drama. They talk about their personal lives and sometimes arguments, which I always hate when I see arguments on the show, you know, and they always <laughs> want to always want to magnify the arguments, you know, like there's confrontation that's, uh, that, that drives my, my reason to watch. What drives my reason to watch is intellect. What drives my reason to watch is being able to get information. I think that's what we've advanced. And I, I appreciate this conversation. And you're delivering exactly what I thought I would get from you. You guys have educated me, educated my audience because of the fact that this show has value. And it, and a lot of people don't understand that because they can get caught up into the looks, the clothes, the houses, the, the tone of the show. Well, the tone of the show is about six intelligent women who are making inroads into this business. I'm fortunate that I'm getting to speak to two of them. And if you listen to this show or watching this show, I hope your biggest takeaway is I want her to be my closing attorney. I want her to be the person that shows me my next home in the city of Atlanta or the state of Georgia because relationships, you want somebody who sells you your home to go into a room with a closing attorney that they know. Mm -hmm. yes. That is very key because of the fact that if you go in, and I, and I have been in a room, because I'm in Texas, and I bought homes in Texas, I bought homes in Houston, and Georgia as well. And I've been in a room where, you know, that person sitting across who is the, the title attorney, because they have these big companies around here. You walk around, it's like, it's like two or three companies that just dominate all the title signings, you know. And they just strangers. Uh -huh. They're just like H&R Block of titles, okay? You sit in there, they don't even know who you are. And they just want to push the paper around you. I really appreciate the relationship that you have and you that you're bringing into a family. I call that a family. Do you do you agree with what I'm saying, Tiffany? Um, yes. So it's kind of the same here. A lot of people look at this as a process, as a business transaction. I've worked for several um, different attorneys where it was. It was just a meal. Like, right. we get people and we get them out. I kind of 
even though we do the same thing here, I've kind of slowed it down a little bit. I yes. implemented closings where we actually celebrate the buyer and the seller. So we'll have champagne here. <laughs> we will have parties. Sometimes we will have just different celebrations to let the buyer know, like you made it this far. Mm -hmm. This is a celebration. This is not just a business transaction. We take, um, pictures of the buyers when they're here and we have a keychain where we document their closing and we give that to them as a gift it's a personal small gesture but it lets them know that you're not just another person walking in here we appreciate you we are excited for you and we are going to celebrate you at the Haas Law Firm. So yeah, you do have these big title companies where it's just business. Yes. Well, here it's not just business. You become a part of our family and we celebrate your family and your closing on your home. Well, you know, I want to close the interview by just switching over to Tiana Harrison. I said early in your academic um, career, you spent time at Tennessee State University. We all know now, you graduated from Georgia in Athens, Bulldog, national <laughs> champion. But we also know that the uh, publicity uh, uh, and that HBCU are getting, HBCU schools are getting, in fact, uh, also a weekend at an HBCU game. And so when you look at that, what, what, are your, what is your take on the surge of uh, information that's being distributed and being promoted by HBCUs? I think that it is amazing that they're getting this publicity um, for HBCUs because I think it's a long time coming. Yes. Um, I am a, uh, my mother attended a HBCU. She attended Tennessee State University. Um, my cousins are, I mean, down the line, my cousin is Wilma Rudolph, who is an Olympian, um, a, a famous Olympian who attended Tennessee State mm -hmm. University. And so so as far as HBCU, HBCUs and the attention that they're garnering, I think that it's just a long time coming. And I am excited to see what the future holds um, because of what has existed within the, you know, collegiate realm of athletes that have gone to predominantly white universities and now there's a switch up and at a certain point in time, there must always be a pivot and yes. a switch up. And we're going to see what happens mm -hmm. next. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to thank both of you guys for coming on my show. Ladies, excuse me, I apologize for saying guys, ladies who list Atlanta, <laughs> Tiffany Hawes and Tiana Harrison is on the own network. They're fantastic. I know we talk more about them than this show, but they are the show. They're two of the six <laughs> fantastic stars of the show's ladies who list Atlanta. Please come back on my show. I really appreciated the time and the energy and y'all good talkers too. I love that. Again, <laughs> if you want to listen Thank to you, any, okay, we appreciate you, Rashawn, because <laughs> you know, when we, when, the two of us get together. We will be here all day. Well, so, I, I, that's all why day. I know I'm going to bring y'all back. Y'all, I love talking to y'all. We will be right back with more money-making conversation with Rashawn McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money-Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. I'm Rashawn McDonald for Money-Making Conversation Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. I sat down with Olympic medalist, entrepreneur, and author, Iftihar Muhammad. She details what inspired her as a youth, her journey, and having a young reader's version of her book. 
Well, it's always been important for me to hopefully inspire our youth in particular with my journey. And I thought, what better way to do that than to have a young readers edition? Mm -hmm. I I remember, you know, growing up and having these moments where, you know, the behavior of your friends and the people around you can affect how you feel about yourself. And we all, you know, need that push. Sometimes maybe you can find inspiration maybe in my story or from someone in in your life. You can listen to this full interview with Iftihar Muhammad. It's available on moneymakingconversation.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversation with Rashawn McDonald. Let me introduce everybody who I'm talking to. Uh, He's a little brother. He's a friend, fraternity brother. He's my next guest on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. He's Terrence J. To give you a little background on him, he's a three-time Emmy nominated and is no stranger to the entertainment world with 17 years in the industry. From hosting to acting in worldwide box office hit films like Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man 2, The Perfect Match, Star, you know, The Floor on BET. He has hosted from everything from the Oscars, Grammys, Golden Globe. He's been on the sidelines of BET Awards. He just finished. If you hadn't saw him on Power Confidential, you know, that, that took him to another level. He was on Power Confidential. But I can't get too excited because we're doing uh, NPR. You got to say this third level. But more importantly, he's a graduate of HBCU. And more importantly, he's a person who is uh, a brand ambassador for the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Please welcome to the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the one and only Terrence J. Always a pleasure, brother. How you doing? Well, I'm doing. I'm very excited to get you on the show, Terrence. Uh, one, just watching you grow as a as an individual, just watching you, uh, your career. You know, uh, we've had times and set aside uh, where we talked about how you got here. And one of the things that I do on Money Making Conversation Masterclass, I always like to people to hear stories about overcoming the odds and persevering. And you were host of one of the longest running countdown shows in BET history, 106 in Park. And I, if you have time, I'd love for people to sh- for you to share with my viewers and my listeners, in this case, my listeners, uh, how that came about, how you went against the odds and was able to land the opportunity to be the host of that show. Oh, man, I, I appreciate it. And, it, and it's always a pleasure uh, to talk with one of my personal mentors, um, you. So, uh, so yeah, so I, uh, I graduated um, from college. And I was working at a job that I didn't love. And everybody told me that, you know, I needed to just work someplace where I can have a, you know, 401k and have my bills paid on time. But I wasn't really following what I was passionate about. So my friend told me that there was an audition happening in New York uh, for BET. And I, I took all the money in my savings and I just flew up there and went to the audition. But on the first round of the auditions, I was super nervous uh, and I fumbled it. You know, I went in there, I kind of stuttered through the script and they handed everybody um, papers with either a a green check or a red X. And I got a red X on my paper. And, you know, that means I didn't make it to the next round. Right. But the guy that was in front of me in line got a green check on his paper. And I said to myself, man, if the guy right there can make it to the next line, I had uh, to the next uh, part of it. I at least got to try to get over the first, you know, the first round. Right. And so I drove uh, from New York down to Atlanta and I tried it again. But this time I knew what to expect. I knew what they were going to ask me. 
Um, and all I was trying to do, I wasn't trying to get on the show. I was just like, I just want to make it to the next round <laughs> and just going that extra step. Uh, I made it from that round to the next round, to the next round, to the next round. And then eventually, um, you know, I got the show. And my AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Life changed, but I always tell people, don't try to build a wall. Just try to individually lay down each brick day by day. And, um, and you know, my life changed from there uh, after I got that, that, that one gig. Well, your life changed also because you went to an HBCU. And now before we, you respond to that, when I see the, the, the explosion of media about HBCUs, and you know you've always bragged about coming from an HBCU ever since I've known you. That's, that's been at the mm-hmm. top. That was, you know, you, and so now you see it coming out, and you see the, you know, like the, just recently this weekend they had uh, an HBCU game during the All-Star weekend. So what are you talking yeah. when you hear HBCUs being promoted and being, being, being finally getting this academic place in the conversation of education? education oh i love it man you know better late than never right mm-hmm. uh these institutions you know for over 100 years uh in some cases have been doing amazing work uh with african americans in in the community um providing opportunities you know i didn't get i applied when i was in north carolina i applied to nc state and north carolina unc 
and I didn't get accepted into either school because I, I, I wasn't academically where I needed to be. But A&T took a chance on me. And because an HBCU took that chance on me, it, you know, it led to all the things that came after it in my life and in my career. And so I love that, you know, the national spotlight is, is finally kind of on HBCUs right now. I love every time I see somebody like J.R. Smith who, who started going <laughs> to A&T or, you know, Chris Paul, you know, wearing HBCU stuff at games. I, I love seeing the explosion that's taking place now. And I just hope, you know, more and more good students go so that we can get more and more sponsorship and funding and endowments and, uh, you know, our, our schools can just continue to thrive. First, you're a member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. We know what that's based on, the four cardinal principles. And the core department, mm-hmm. one of the one of the bases of this community, one of the bases of this is uplift. And um, so Thurgood Marshall is about uplifting young students academically and giving them so they won't leave school with college debt. What brought you yep. into that relationship with the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, Terrence Jay? So, Sean, so when I was a, a freshman at A&T, I, uh, like I said, I, my schoolwork wasn't where I needed to be. I was so interested in, you know, other things and partying and hanging out that I, I, I wasn't where I needed to be academically. Um, so I was on academic probation, and I had a professor who, you know, I, I was going to get kicked out of school. And I had a professor that said, listen, there's something special about you. You know, I was I was um, already interning at the on-campus radio station, and she said, "I need you to focus on your schoolwork. I'm going I'm gonna uh, set you. I'm gonna write your letter to get this internship, but you gotta promise me to turn your grades around." And so I was a member of the Thurgood Marshall uh, College Fund. I received an actual scholarship that kept me in school, and that next semester. Um, I met some, you know, some really interesting people and started my, my grades started changing around. By the time I graduated college, I had a 3.8 GPA. I was student body president. <laughs> and then like the Omega Sci-Fi, you know, the scholarship, it changed my yes, life. Yes. I had some, I got some really smart line brothers that really helped, you know, me, me change my life. And so the Thurgood Marshall College Fund is what kept me in school. And so I always said the moment I get on, the moment I, you know, got got my foot in the door, I wanted to continue to give back. And so now it's just it's a privilege to work with Andrea and, and the whole organization. Um, uh, and, and I, you know, I love giving back and, and, and doing programs with them uh, every year. Well, great. Well, she's on hold. She's been listening to this interview. I'm going to bring her on board so we can just share the thoughts together here. She's been on the show before, by the way, Terrence J. And uh, she knows what I, my passion for HBCUs and my belief that you don't, if you can't help people if they don't know what you're trying to do. And that's mm-hmm. the purpose of this interview, you know, to learn about because people doubt so much because, you know, through promotion and hype, it gives it credibility. And so by getting you on the show today, you know, hearing your story, and it's an incredible story that you're revealing to us because all we know is celebrity Terrence J. All we know is hosting on TV Terrence J, executive producer Terrence J. Not that journey. That's why I started out and let everybody know how he how he turned it around through max effort. He got rejected in New York, then drove down to Atlanta, auditioned all over again, not knowing he was going to make it happen. So let's bring in Andrea Horton. How you doing, Ms. Horton? 
Hi, good afternoon. Great to be here. Well, great. Uh, first of all, Ms. Horton, uh, hey. uh, welcome back. You're, you're, on the, you're on the phone with, uh, you know, with two Omega men, uh, uh, Terrence J., <laughs> a, a young Omega man, and uh, an old Omega man, and Rashawn McDonald. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> well, you're, you're a graduate of Spelman. Tell us about that, that, that experience of Ms. Horton coming from the experiment. Terrence has already told us he's a graduate of North Carolina a and Talk about that whole world of being in the HBCU and the importance of just black seeking a higher education and achieving black excellence. Oh, absolutely. So it's, it's ironic. I just returned from Cleveland from the All-Star Game, and I'm from the Cleveland area, a small town called Elyria. And I had a chance to go home and visit my high school and just had a really great experience in my hometown. But the fact of the matter is I went to a predominantly white high school, lived in a predominantly white town, and I did very well, enjoyed my upbringing. But as I advanced academically and um, socially, I really wanted to uh, learn more about my culture as I uh, continue to challenge myself academically. So for me... The only choice was Spelman, and that's the only institution I applied to early decision, and I was fortunate enough to be accepted uh, and was able to uh, join the ranks of other Spelman women seeking the same thing. Now, now, Terrence, you're you're from New York, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I was born in New York. Okay. Were you living in New York when you applied for North Carolina A&T? Uh, no, so I moved down to North Carolina uh, when I turned a teenager, when I was a teenager. So I was already in state um, when I applied for A&T. Okay, was that your only option that you, uh, you, you like like Ms. Horton just said, she said, you know, let me just let everybody know, uh, Ms. Horton is the chief marketing officer for the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. And she's on the show because the fact we're trying to get the word out, and we're also just letting everybody know what the Thurgood Marshall College Fund is doing. But more importantly, we're trying to bring on relatable people, people that have recognizable names, that are doing recognizable causes, and we need to let everybody know that these causes that they rep- that they represent can benefit your child and actually can mm-hmm. benefit you depending on your age. And so when you had the opportunity to go to North Carolina A&T, were you looking at other schools like like she said Spelman was it? What was what was your point of view? Well, see, Miss Horton is way much more buttoned up than I am. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, uh, she's a very impressive person when you meet her. She is very, very impressive. Uh, I, I, you know, I was just hanging on by a, a, a thin thread, and I, you know, my mom, my mom, uh, who's also, you know, very impressive. She wanted me to go to college, and, and I, you know, I didn't. And so I, I applied to a bunch of schools, but, you know, I didn't get accepted. And so, uh, yeah, A&T took a chance on me, and that's why I love HBCU so much, because if it wasn't for them, I, I never would have had the experience and turned my life around. Well, I, I you know so I know her. I met her at the on the campus. Uh, we was doing an event of uh, HBCU College Day that we was producing in Winston Salem, uh, Winston Salem State, and that's where I met her. And she impressed me so much that we've been friends. You know, she might not consider me a friend, but she's my friend though. 
She my friend. Because I, definitely I, my friend. I, I drug her on the radio. This is the second time I drug her. She can't say no to me because I believe so much in what we're trying to do. Because in the end, we all know, like I said, I was that same guy. You know, I didn't go to the HBCU, but I'm very much aware of the brand association with and what they're creating out of black excellence. And I always tell people, you know, 50 percent of the high school teachers are, are from HBCUs. 80 percent of the doctors are from HBCUs. 80 percent of the dentists are from HBCUs. 70 percent of the lawyers, you know, 80 percent, 18 percent members of Congress from HBCUs. Those numbers don't lie. 25 percent of the STEM graduates are from HBCUs. Those numbers are my is my mission. Those numbers are my goal, because the fact that if people don't know that, then they don't they, all they think of a, when the HBCU is the marching bands. They think of the football. They think of the, the revelry when it's really the academics. That's the key yeah. here, because of the fact that you said that you that you graduated with honors. That was a turnaround from you because somebody saw something in you. Correct, Terrence J. Correct. Yup, that's that's it. You know, somebody like Miss Horton, honestly, who who saw the potential um, and and gave me the opportunity. And then once you have that opportunity, it's up to you to take it. You know. Now, is that the basis of the core of why the Third Grade Marshall College Fund exists, Miss Horton? So, um, yes, it is, and we have other other you know other parts of our mission that we uh, strive for as well. But I do want to go back and share something about HBCUs in general. Yes, ma'am. The the magic of HBCUs is that, as Terrence J. said, um, HBCUs can take the, the student who is academically advanced to an average student to a below average student and really help them find themselves and really come into their own identity. One of the big things that I love about HBCUs is that they take students from all backgrounds and really help them become their best selves. HBCU students are 51% more likely to end up in higher income quintiles upon graduation. So no matter where you start, whether you start from um, an average income family, a below average income family or not, HBCUs have that holistic education that really help you academically, socially, professionally, and really position you to be successful after graduation. And that's the magic of HBCUs. As far as the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, our goal is really, one, to support the institutions, HBCU institutions, and make sure that they are sustainable because they are important. Um, highly important to our community and all those who uh, have a dream of attending college. And then secondly, we want to support the students. And scholarships is a huge way that we support students to ensure that they can uh, complete their college degree with minimal student loan debt. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Let's talk about scholarship opportunities. Where can we go? Or is there a number we can call? Or when I say we, I'm talking about myself so I can have access to it, to put it on my social media, to put it on my email, on my newsletters and things like that to promote the opportunity. Because the worst thing in the world is to go to college and walk away with debt. And this is a scholarship yeah. will allow you that opportunity to do that. So help me out a little bit by uh, giving me information on how these scholarship opportunities can be reached. Sure. You can go to our website, www.tmcf.org, and you click on students, 
slash alumni and then click on scholarships. And on that scholarship portal, um, your listeners can really see all of the scholarship opportunities that we have available. Over the last 12 months, we more than doubled the amount of scholarship programs that we have available for students attending HBCUs. And we even have a few scholarships for students who decide to attend other institutions, but the money follows them where they decide to go. Now, now I'm going, Terrence, I want to just ask you one question as we, as we close out this interview. Mm-hmm. What 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 makes you feel? Uh, what's the passion? You know, because we you, you mentioned the fact that hey, you were a, a recipient of a Thurgood Marshall College Fund scholarship. So what 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 drives that? And what what encouragement do you give somebody who's listening to a parent or maybe even a student and uh, the benefits of of this type of scholarship outside of just getting, uh, paying for your classes or, pay, or allowing you to graduate from school debt-free? Well, you, you know, times are, are hard. You know, the the economy is, is in a very difficult place, you know, um, and every bit helps. And when you have programs, you know, set up to assist, it's important to take advantage of them. You know, these student tuitions are really high. These books, these programs, they're really expensive. And so, you know, to alleviate some of that stress, there's incredible organizations like the Thurgood Marshall College Fund that, that can, can help and assist. And they don't just have programs that are just for, you, you know, your, your schoolwork. They also have internship programs, job placement programs. You know, we do mentorship programs. I had an intern come from it, came to L.A. and, and, and you know, spent the whole summer with me. You know, wow. there, there's a bunch of different uh, programs if you go to the Thurgood Marshall uh, College Fund website, the TMCF.org. So I just, for me, I made a promise to myself back then uh, that I would always, I would never forget where I came from, and I would never forget those that helped me. And this organization has been a pleasure for me because they always find incredible students, and they always, you know, I know all, I know when I do donate, all of the money goes to the right place. Right. And I think for all of the parents out there. You know, if your students are, are, are about to go to high school, I mean, are, are graduating high school and about to go to college, you should strongly, you know, consider and make sure that TMCF.org is on the top of your browser uh, because they have so many different programs that, that you should take advantage of. I want to share a story before we go with, if you can share it with us, Ms. Horton. We was in Winston-Salem State campus, and we was, it was doing our HBCU College Day event. He was talking about the applications where you guys really take the time to read the, 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 the applications. And so this is not one application you should be doing a cookie cutter or just mm-hmm. grab something you put in another application and put over there. Talk about the screening process for these applications. Sure. That's an important piece. And then the first thing I want to really stress for your listeners is that our scholarships, and many of them, when you go on our website, will say uh, need-based. So need-based scholarships. But need doesn't mean you have to be in a certain income bracket. So although I was academically prepared for college, I was not financially prepared for college. So I needed financial support. And even though my parents had a pretty good income, there was still a significant amount of my cost of attendance that was not covered by scholarships or any grant funding. So that means a large portion of my my college education had to be self-paid or paid by loans. If you're like me, you qualify for our scholarships. You have a need. Uh, Even if your parents make 
you know, $300,000 and you are self-pay, you still qualify as having need for scholarships. So once we've established that and you go to our portal to apply, please know that every application is read and scored on a rubric. So that means everybody has a chance. Not about who you know, who you're connected to, it's about the quality of your application. You have to, many of our applications now either require um, an essay, but most of them require a video response to an essay question. So you're really verbally responding to a question. Our uh, applications will ask you for a letter of recommendation, and then we'll give you a, a score on your academics, so what, a, what your GPA is. Once we sort of score all those components, the highest scores receive the scholarship. So again, everybody has an opportunity, and I can't tell you how many students have come up to me and said, I started not to apply to the scholarship, but I decided to take a chance, and I got it. And uh, you can, if you take the time to really apply and think about the answers to your questions uh, and put your best foot forward, you really can receive a scholarship through the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Terrence J., thank you for taking the time to come on my show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass, to tell your story and motivate. I'm motivated because, you know, it's interesting when you talk to people, you think that you know their story and you learn even more special things about it, which makes me know why you are very special. You've overcome oh, the you. odds. Hey, man, really, it's just the, the sincere nature of why you are successful just, just screams in this interview. You don't give up. You know, you, you, you know you, you've been helped along the way, and you understand that I got to reach back and extend the hand to pull somebody maybe even further than I've achieved. And that's a blessing, man, and you will continue to be blessed with that thought process. And thank you for coming on my show today. Oh, man, I appreciate you guys both, man. I'm so excited to get the word out and uh, keep on doing the incredible work you're doing, brother. Miss um, Horton, uh, CMO, uh, Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Yes, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As always, you articulate it better than I can, and you are special. <laughs> Just give out that website one more time before we say goodbye. org. Thank you both for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Love you both. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for having us. Terrence J. Wow. You know, you you, you do this show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass, and I'm just taken aback by um, what's happening on this show. Uh, people, The people called in with Dwayne Sullivan. Wow. What a story. What a story about um, overcoming the odds, uh, overcoming the prison system, overcoming and getting the education and then um when the, when they didn't hire him even with the education that didn't qualify getting a bachelor bachelor's degree that didn't help him out and then he could go online and take a $1500 IT course and then he goes to a this based on just watching observation what you what you learned on this show is that it's not where people expect you to go it's where you wind up going and if you're heading in that direction what rules are you putting in place for you to win that's what i'm taking from these interviews that i'm getting on the show especially in that bragging segment and and then to hear about Terrence J and his journey, you know, academic suspension and the third grade Marshall College Fund and somebody seeing something in him and telling him that he can be better, he can do better, he can be special. That happened to me. You know, somebody saw that in me because I didn't want to go to college. I didn't want to. I wanted. I, was, I, I graduated from high school and got a job as a forklift driver. 
because I thought that's what I that's all I saw in myself was was being a forklift driver. That was my that was my that was my peak of who I thought I could be, because the people around me who I admired they were forklift drivers. So it's really about the environment. And despite Dwayne Sullivan being in an environment that was negative to him and he was being stereotyped, he would not allow that to happen to him. And then he developed this business all fixed up. And it's just about the business. It's about, I'm asking people to call in and tell them about it. Tell that story. When you when you hear the story, then you, you admire their accomplishment. If you admire their accomplishment, then you want to support the cause. And the cause is that you can do anything you want if you believe in it and you have a network of people around you, in this case was his wife, who believed in him and supported him and then to go to a location not in a prominent side of town where you know they can afford a cell phone repairs not in a side of town where they breaking phones left and right he went as he said the hood which we know is a, a less privileged community we know about these neighborhoods. i grew up in what i was characterized i was born in the hood it was fifth ward so I know exactly what he is talking about. An undesirable side of town with low tax dollars, the education for blacks or minorities are, are less privileged, and when you and you're stereotyped. He brought in a business and he says it's been there seven years. But that's that's not how it started out for, for Mr. Dwayne Sullivan. He went into a space that they told him four previous businesses did not last more than six months. In fact, they told him that location that he was renting out was cursed. Seven years later, I think he's broken the curse. You know why he's broken the curse? Because he persevered. He had a network of people around him that believed in him. But that's not, that's just one story. Charlie Shabazz, when she came on the show, talked about her bunt bakery business. And I asked her, are you a baker? She said, uh, does uh, rolling out cookie dough and cutting it up, does that count as a baker? Which means that she's about to open her second location because she's done our homework. Not because somebody said, this is what you're supposed to do. She made the decision. In fact, her background's accounting. In fact, she mentored or, or I guess uh, interned with a CPA to learn business accounting. She gave up her free time, and she's not even from this area. She's from the Philadelphia area, if I remember correctly, and moved down here to make a living. And now she's about to open the second location, not because she's an award-winning baker, because I can I, I tell people I'm an award-winning baker, and I can assure you I'm not opening up a restaurant or a bakery. I'm just posting pictures on my social media. She put together a business plan. She went to a location that she felt the business could exist could win at. She went over there, talked to the person, then convinced them that she was the right person, even though she didn't have a background as a baker. And they came back into her and said, okay, we're ready for you. Then she had to race and find a location, find a franchisee that would fit for her. Now she's about to open the second location. And then my other third story I just want to bring back that we just heard recently on Money Making Conversation Masterclass in that bragging segment. That's a segment where I ask people to tell us their story. I ask people to tell us 
their background, about why this is working for them. Why should people be motivated to 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 go outside their world, walk through walk through that fear that stops so many people? And that fear I'm talking about, the fear of the unknown, is Thomas Barnes. <laughs> you know, uh, Apple and uh, and a uh, cell phone, iPhone repair store. I asked him, I said, uh, I told him up front, I said, look, I'm not an Apple. And he said 90% of his business is Apple and iPhone repair, so, uh, iPhone repair. And I told him up front, I said, brother, I am a PC guy and I'm an Android guy. And he went, me too. <laughs> Which means that he did the research in this business not because it was something he saw a business opportunity, but he did the research and he bought a location, a franchise location that the top employee is still working there. And he did the research on the traffic. He did the work research on the foot traffic, the car traffic. He did all these things. This is Thomas Barnes. Talk about his business. And I, I mentioned just these three names because these three names are recent to the show that lets me get excited about it. Then I can't I can't forget also Miss Joey Johnson, the owner of In the Craft Room, you know, just sold her first TV show to AIB. Play-Doh, you know, using Play-Doh as a craft, turning it into a TV show, selling it. Now she's learned I'm not selling my shows anymore. I'm not selling my content. I'm going to license my content. So we're going to bring her back. This is all I'm talking about when I talk about Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I just want you to build a plan. Build your plan. And when you build that plan, I want you to write down your goals because you got to be able to say what you're going to do. And when you write down your goals, that starts it. If you're a person who who doesn't have a relationship, you have to create a relationship. If you're a person who's a poor communicator, well, bring somebody in your world that knows how to communicate. If you're the person who, who doesn't get up at a consistent time, you got to start getting up at a consistent time. If you're the person that doesn't know how to balance the book, hire somebody who knows how to balance the books. And then when you're doing this, you have to learn how to measure your progress. I want to thank you for listening to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. You've been listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. Please join us next week and always remember, lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversation Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. I sat down with the producer of the iconic BET Awards, Jesse Collins. He talked about believing in yourself and making you learn the lessons from things that don't turn out the way you expect. That's really the way you got to be because, you know, if, if you don't believe that you can do it, then certainly no one else is going to. And no one is ever going to give you the opportunity. What do you really what do you really have to lose? Right. You know, maybe maybe not everything's going to work out. Even if it doesn't succeed, at least you're going to walk away with some lessons that you wouldn't have had before. And you take those lessons and you move on to the next thing. You know, you look at everyone around you that is uh, extremely successful. Right. And you can probably find some failure somewhere in their resume. You can listen to this full interview with Jesse Collins. It's available on moneymakingconversation.com.